and welcome to the woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I'm Shaznay. And I'm Sandy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. We never think this far. No, we don't know. It's surprising we got this far. Yeah. Um, tell me about your week. Uh, this is our first week of school. It was... Awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I just have... We're the January, February, March, April. I guess I have, like, three months to go. Yeah. And then it's over. But yeah. then I got, like, really upset about it. Because I was like, man, there's so many classes I really wanted to take, but I can't take every class. Yeah, I feel that. Like, I didn't get to do as many arts classes that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Which was upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And have a load of homework, also. Or sometimes there's those really cool classes. Like, there was a class on how to do podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah, but awesome. I couldn't take it because it didn't fit my, my calendar. Yeah, um, I've had classes There's like some that. really cool writing classes, too. Like... I think there was one about, like, pirate literature. Ooh. Yeah. Was it, like, books written by pirates? I have no idea, but it would have been cool. Guess we'll never know. Or there's one in the States about the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. There's also, there's a history class in the U.S. about memes. And I know, like, at, like, when people heard that, they're like, oh, that's so stupid. But personally, I think that's a great history class. Yeah. Like, you see the, like... As a, as a sociologist, like, you're always talking, why was this important at this time? Why were people talking about this? What was happening politically, environmentally? Like, there's so much that plays into these memes mm-hmm. that I think that's actually, like, I think it'd be a good class. Like, I would take that class seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Better than learning about the French Revolution again. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the U.S., they have uh, classes on Latin American literature and Mexican American literature that would have been so fun. Yeah. Um, but maybe in a different life. Maybe. Yeah. Or your second degree. Or your third degree. Or fourth. Who or knows? Fifth. We just don't have to stop. You never know. <laughs> How was your week? Um, it was good. Oh, my gosh. Ashley. Okay. So, I'm throwing Sandy and... Her fiance. Oh, we can say that now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm throwing them an engagement party this weekend with um, my friend Megan's been helping out too. Shouts out to Megan. I know you've been listening. Yeah, she likes us. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Um, And it's, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Weddings are so much fun, you guys, especially when you're not the one getting married. You know, this is, this is true. If I sound like I'm not excited, I am very excited, but... To be honest, I am more so scared shitless than I am excited right now. Like, again, don't get me wrong, I am very happy, but, oh, there's so much people don't tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And that's why I'm your maid of honor. And that's why you're my maid of honor. <laughs> and that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Yes, I am very excited. So much fun. And... Like, as a listener, you get to, like, come along on this journey with us, which is pretty pretty cool. Hear me slowly shift into, like, I don't know. Insanity. Yeah. It'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see I'm already stressed. But anyways, it'll be fun. (laughs) 
And before we continue, here's a promo from our good friends, What's Blood Got to Do With It? Do you like true crime? Do you like horror? Did you just say yes to either of those questions? Then you'll probably love us. We are What's Blood Got to Do With It? Yep, we're a comedy-laden true crime and horror podcast hosted by two California sisters with a penchant for murder, mysteries, and the downright disturbing. Mm-hmm. I'm Brittany. And I'm Grace. And you can find us on your favorite listening apps such as Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or visit our website at www.whatsbloodgottodowithit.com. Love each other. Don't kill each other. What a great podcast. Honestly, you guys have to listen to them. Yeah, like, I'm not kidding. I actually really look forward to when they put out new episodes. And if you liked our episode on The Zone of Silence, you will like their most recent one called Welcome to Earth. It's all about alien abductions, which scared the shit out of me. As we talked about in the episode of The Zone of Silence. (laughs) Which Uh, every episode that was. Yeah, I forget. Five. I don't know. If you know what episode it was, yeah. email pop us. Pop quiz. <laughs> yeah, pop quiz. Are you really our fans? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so do you want to introduce the topic this week? Yes. So for some unknown reason, the topic we picked this week was weird animal stories. I don't know why. I got out of the shower and I got this text from Shazney saying, what's our topic? And I said, Weird animal stories. And then she goes, oh, I was thinking about that the other day. So that's what we did. Point telepathy is. Got us again. Jeez. God damn it. Ugh. So, I picked the story of Travis the chimpanzee. And there is a reason I picked... Well, two reasons. One is that I really hate monkeys. Me too. There's just something about them. Yeah. I, I can't handle it. Second, because I remember when this incident happened, because I watched the news story with my grandma. Hmm. And it was terrifying, and I was terrified then, and I'm still terrified about it. <clears throat> but you said it's sad, right? It is it is very sad. I'm scared. You should be. It's oh, also horrifying. I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Travis the chimpanzee was born October 21st, 1995, and died February 16th of 2009. He was actually a very successful animal actor, from my understanding. He was on commercials for Coca-Cola and Old Navy, and he also appeared on the Mary Povich show, The Man Show, and on a television pilot uh, that featured Sheryl Crow and Michael Moore. Uh, so Travis was born near Festus, Missouri, at a, champ- a chimpanzee sanctuary, and was adopted by Sandra and Jerome Harolds uh, when he was just three days old. They named him Travis after Sandra's favorite singer, Travis Tritt, who is a country singer, from my understanding. Wait, I didn't look too far into it. What's the monkey's name off of Friends? I don't know. Isn't it something like that? Like Trevor or something? I don't know. No, it's not. Oh god, what was it? It's, um... I know it. It's in It's in my mouth. <laughs> it's on the tip of your tongue? <laughs> yeah, it's in my mouth. <laughs> Marcel! That's his name, Marcel. Not like Travis. <laughs> no, I'm Travis thinking of something at all. So Sandra and Jerome raised Travis in their home in a section of Stamford, Connecticut. Travis was basically a constant companion to Sandra and Jerome and would follow them everywhere. Like, they'd take him to work, they'd take him to grocery shopping, to outings, stuff like that. Um... So the Heralds owned a towing company, and they would get Travis to pose for photos on their tow trucks wearing, like, um, 
a baseball shirt and he had like his seatbelt buckled like ha safety first I guess that sounds cute (laughs) Travis became known to the people in town and was known to greet police officers whenever he saw them uh, towing cars so since they had a towing company he'd go like with Sandra and Jerome to like tow the cars there'd be policemen there so he like recognized them and he'd say hi Mm -hmm. so since Travis was uh yeah, since Travis had been raised around humans since birth, he was pretty much socialized from a very young age. A neighbor had said that he had often played and wrestled with Travis. This neighbor also said that Travis always knew when to stop playing or wrestling and listen to his owner. So Travis was a very well-behaved primate. Hmm. Yeah, Travis could also open doors using keys. He could dress himself, water plants, feed hay to horses that Sandra and Jerome owned, He'd even eat with the rest of the family and would drink wine from a stemmed glass. Does Travis kill people? Just wait. Oh. <laughs> also, he was super into ice cream, and he me- he even memorized the schedule of passing ice cream oh trucks. Oh my god, I love but that. But, like, me too. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, he also enjoyed looking at pictures on the computers and watching television. He really loved baseball. And uh, he could also brush his own teeth, and he even drove a car a few times. Oh Not on purpose, but he did it. Um, so unfortunately, Jerome, the husband, passed away from cancer in 2004, and Sandra's and Jerome's only child had died in a car accident. So after Jerome's death, Sandra basically regarded Travis as a son and uh, pampered him, like I kind of do with Loki. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I think more so. Sandra even slept and bathed with Travis. Mm-hmm. So we get into the not so happy parts oh, no. of the story. In October of 2003, Travis managed to escape from the car and held up traffic at a busy intersection, Mm. and he was on the loose for several hours. Apparently what happened was that a pedestrian threw something at the car. It went through an open window and hit Travis. Travis, yeah, Travis then unbuckled his seatbelt, opened the car, and chased the man. Hmm. When police arrived, they did manage to learn Travis back into the car, but he would just go out the other door. Yeah. Like, this monkey can open doors with keys like what yeah (laughs) like like, he can brush his own teeth i'm just put some handcuffs on the kid yeah like god uh and at one point he would even chase the police officers around the car (laughs) so this caused connecticut to pass a law prohibiting people from keeping primates weighing more than 50 pounds as pets Uh and required owners of exotic pets to apply for permits Uh and this law took effect in 2004 however the incident that made Travis infamous was the one that happened in February of 2009. So Travis had escaped from home with Sandra's car keys, and oh she no. got her friend and employee, Charla Nash, to uh, come over and help get the chimp back into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis saw Charla holding his favorite toy, which was a Tickle Me Elmo, oh. and he ran up to her and attacked her. Oh no. So, yeah, he mauled her, he ripped off her hands, her oh. nose, her lips, and her what? eyelids. What? How? I don't want to know, but what? Uh, Sandra saw what was happening. She grabbed a butcher knife and started stabbing Travis to try to get him to stop. How big is this monkey? Okay, I'll show you a picture. He's fucking huge. Oh, <laughs> I don't like monkeys. There's <laughs> so she... a reason now. Uh, I think this is what stemmed my fear, or where my fear stems from, because before this, I never really gave a second thought to monkeys. Um... But then I saw this news report and I was like, holy shit. So Sandra later said that for her to stab him like that, like it might as, she might as well have been stabbing herself. Like it was so hard yeah. for her to do that. 
uh, Travis kept attacking Charla, so she called 911, and you can hear Travis screaming in the background while Sandra is begging for the police to help her. However, Uh like, police thought that she was joking, or it was a hoax, because, like, they all knew who he was, so like, oh, Travis wouldn't do that, but then they heard her say he's eating her, and that's when they're like, oh shit, like, this is, this is happening. So... Um, emergency medical services got there before the police, so they had to wait first before going in. Uh, when the police got there, Travis walked up to the police car and tried to open the passenger side door. He couldn't, so he smashed the side view mirror. And then he calmly walked to the driver's side door, opened it, and Officer Frank uh, Chiafari shot him several times. Mm -hmm. Travis then walked back into the house and died next to his cage. Oh my god. Yeah. So the emergency crew described Charla's injuries as horrendous, and one of them even said that he had never seen injuries this horrific. Within 72 hours, Charla underwent more than seven hours of surgery on her face and hands by four teams of surgeons. Paramedics said that Charla lost her hands, nose, eyes, and lips, and uh, mid-face bone structure, and she received significant brain tissue injuries. Doctors reattached her jaw, but then in April 7th of 2009, they announced that Charla would remain blind for the rest of her life. Dude. Yeah. She, because of this, she was a candidate for an experimental face transplant surgery, and her family started a trust fund for all of her expensive medical bills, because, yeah, yeah. that's quite a bit. And then in June of 2011, Charla underwent a transplant surgery, um, receiving a donated face and hands. At first, the hand transplant went successfully, but she developed pneumonia and, like, it cut off her circulation and because of infection, they had to remove her hands. Um, And if you remember the neighbor who used to play and wrestle with Travis, um, he was interviewed and he said, like, talking about Travis, he listened better than my nephews. I just don't know why he would do that. After this incident, Sandra was quoted saying, I'm, like, hollow now. He slept with me every night. And so you've eaten with a chimp and bathed with a chimp. You don't know a chimp. Um, So then in March of 2009, Charla's family filed a a $50 million lawsuit against Sandra. And on May 6th of that same year, the judge froze all of her assets, which were valued at around $10 million. The defense claimed that the chimp had no violent behavior before the attack. And the two accusations in the 1990s were false because the chimp had no teeth. So apparently in the 90s, people... I guess maybe didn't like Travis Mm. and they kept claiming that the chimp kept biting them, but he had no teeth. So I mean, Uh, I guess he could still bite. Yeah. But I don't know. That was the, the, like what the defense used. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know. They just went with it. So in May of 2010, 15 months later, the Associated Press reported that Sandra had died of a ruptured, a, a, Aortic aneurysm. Uh, So she died at age 72. Uh, Robert Harold, who was Sandra's attorney, had stated, Mrs. Harold had suffered a series of heartbreaking losses over the last several years, beginning with the death of her daughter, who was killed in a car accident, and then her husband, and then her beloved chimp, Travis, as well as the tragic maiming of her friend and employee, Charla Nash. In the end, her heart, which had been broken so many times before, could take no more. So in 2012, Charla reached a settlement with Harold's estate and received $4 million. Uh, She also stated that government officials knew the animal was dangerous but did nothing about it, so she tried to sue the state of Connecticut, uh, but her claim was denied. 
She also like started a petition to sue uh, the state of Connecticut, but that was also denied on the basis that at the time of the attack, no uh, statute existed that prohibited a, pro- the private ownership of a chimpanzee. chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Also, if you remember back in 2004 when Travis got out of the car and chased that man, so that law was put in place that like you needed to file for a permit for an exotic pet. Uh, well, since this incident, no one in the state of Connecticut has applied to own a chimp. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I would never to begin no. with. No. <laughs> and the officer uh, who fatally shot Travis ended up with depression and anxiety after this incident. And he was unable to get therapy covered because mm-hmm. I guess he had just shot an animal. They didn't think that he needed therapy, I guess. But this led to legislation in 2010 that would cover a police officer's compensation for mental and emotional impairment after he just justifiable death, deadly force to kill an animal. Oh. And, like, because, like, all the police officers knew him. Yeah. And humans can get really attached to animals really quickly. Yeah. So, personally, like, he was basically killing a beloved friend almost yeah like a friend yeah and one thing that really made me mad when i was researching this that i found this article and they kept using terms like oh travis this bloodthirsty monster like using stuff like that which i personally don't think he was bloodthirsty i think he's a wild animal yeah Uh, personally i don't think people should have exotic pets no like of course he's gonna act like this he's he's a chimp he's not domesticated like, yeah. yes, he knows the schedule of the ice cream truck, but he's still a wild animal. Yeah. Exactly. And the story breaks my heart because, like, she loved this chimp so much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't, I don't condone exotic pet ownership. No. Me neither. No, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I think we should have stayed at the chimpanzee. Oh, another fun fact. I didn't write it down, but I thought it was interesting. So, his mother. This was, I think, in 2004? Trevor's mom? Yeah, Travis. Travis's mom? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, this was after he'd been adopted. But his mom was, I think, also fatally shot when she escaped the chimpanzee sanctuary. interesting. Yeah. And online, you can find so many pictures of Trevor. He's huge. And knowing what happened, there's a picture... Of Travis holding Sandra's grandchild as a baby. Oh my gosh. So knowing what happens and seeing that picture, it's so eerie. Mm-hmm. And so disturbing. And I really don't know why I wanted to do this story. I, like, remember last week we were talking about how much we hate 911 calls? Yeah. So in the news report that, or yeah, that I had watched with my grandma... They played the 911 oh, call, no. and you can hear uh, Travis just go nuts, and you can hear Sandra screaming, like, for help. Oh, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, that's gross. No. No thanks. Bye. Yeah. So if you want to listen to it, you can YouTube it. It's there. I don't know, I don't know why, why you'd you want, would to, want to. But some people are like that, so, I mean, all I, the power to you. Yeah. <laughs> so... I also research. I need to stop researching on public computers. I researched this at my university's computer lab, <laughs> and there's like windows surrounding the room, <laughs> so everyone could see. 
book. Yeah. That was Travis the Chimpanzee. I'll show you pictures. Yeah, I'll okay. find them right now. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a ride. Like, it makes me just so sad for her. Like, especially, like, he had no violent history. So, like, I understand, like... And also, he's been around humans since he was three days old. Yeah. I understand why Sandra was comfortable having him around all of her friends and stuff. Yeah, he he was fine forever. Oh my god, this is the picture of the grandchild. Oh my god, are you ready for this? No. No, you're really not. It's so fucking scary. Oh my god, what the hell? I know, isn't that terrifying? And then, this is the one that's most common. Look how huge he is. Ew. Like, no wonder she's blind for the rest of her life. That's so scary, but how do you rip off someone's hands? Well, I mean, he's probably really strong. That's so scary. Yeah, and there's interviews with Charla Nash Could now. Could a human even rip off someone's hands? I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless you're, like, super strong. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Like, no. Ugh. I mean, me neither. So this is why I hate monkeys. <sighs> Oh, here's one of him yawning. I wonder if I can find a picture of Charla Nash now. Oh, and see, this is the... So that's Sandra. So, like, it is sad. But, I mean, I just don't think she should have had... Uh, a chimpanzee. So yeah, So I guess that's like... the before and after. Oh, there's, like, stories of families that had, like, pet tigers and stuff, and, like, the tigers, not necessarily meaning to hurt anyone, but they're wild animals, and they're stronger than they think, and, like, it, like, mauled a child yeah. by accident, stuff like oh, that. Oh, and, and something else I read was that, um, so Sandra had given Travis a cup of tea, and in that tea she put, like, something that's supposed to calm you down and with anxiety, so apparently that somehow had something to do with him attacking like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know Jack about monkeys, but maybe, like, he got really drowsy. Like, you know when kids get really drowsy, they oh, get, like, kind okay. of violent? Yeah. That's my theory. Yeah, but it altered his state of mind. Yeah. In some way. Okay. Um, That's possible. Like, yeah. maybe he didn't realize what he was doing. Like, I don't... Like, also, he's an animal, right? Like, I... Yeah, he can do all this stuff, but I don't think... Like, again, I wouldn't call him a monster. It's just his instincts... Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a monster. I'd say he's an animal. Yeah, and, like, things like this happen, which is... And the story, like, it was globally, like, everyone heard about it. And in China, because of this, they put out so many laws about owning primates that I thought was interesting. So, yeah. I... Yeah. I... I had a... Not a... a I had an irrational fear of monkeys before, and now I have a rational fear of monkeys. Well, at least it's rational now. Yeah. Uh, there's just something about them. I don't like them. Same. They're, they creep me out because they're like us, but they're not. What is the psychology about that? You know, there probably is. There probably is. They scare me. Because I see their faces, and I'm like, they like look human, but they're not human. Yep. Creepy. So is your story lighter than this 
Yes, mine okay. is a funny story. Oh, yay! Okay, so I did my side of the story on... Well, I'm going to begin with animal worship. Ooh. A.K.A. Zoolatry. Ooh. So, animal worship, or zoolatry, has been a, a thing in history for basically forever. It can be defined by rituals involving animals, such as animal deities or gods, or even animal sacrifices, which I don't condone. Yeah. Okay. I like you had something else to say, then you're like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, giving large significance to animals as if they have some higher power. Animals can be considered sacred, religious, or even have even the opposite by being, like, unclean or unwanted. Mm -hmm. The beginning of animal worship may have come from gods in ancient mythology who disguised themselves as animals, and therefore the people would worship the god's animal. Mm -hmm. uh, it could have came from man's natural curiosity about seeing, like, new animals, and then they become obsessed with them because they want to, like, learn about them, and they follow them around. Like, imagine seeing a flamingo walk by, and it's the first time seeing a flamingo, and you're like, holy shit, a pink bird? <laughs> yep. I mean, I'd be fascinated as fuck and probably think that it's some sort I guess of it's being your first from time. not of this world. Okay, so it kind of came from the fact that people used to name their families af after animals, so, like, they would become obsessed with that animal that they're named after, and they think of it as a higher animal than all the other animals, or, like, that animal is cooler, that one deserves more praise, screw the others. Hmm. Over time, the importance of animals in divinity, divinity, I don't know, has become less prominent since the widespread of Christianity, which does not value animals much at all. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what about Satanism? Oh, they like goats, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I like goats. So do I. They're funny. The Egyptian pantheon is the most commonly associated with animal worship as dogs and jackals are representatives of their god Anubis, or even the use of the lion body attached to a human head for the Sphinx monuments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have a bunch of other gods that are represented by animals, too. Well, I know, didn't, I mean, this might be false, because I, I mean, I read it on the internet, but it was, uh, Egyptians also worship, like, the dung the dung beetle because mm. they'd roll up their poop and bury it and they're like this represents the setting sun i love that <laughs> i don't know if that's a thing but i love it yeah okay so there's such a thing as hunting hunting cults so greek goddess artemis has been connected with a cult of bears according to mythology girls dressed as bears to dance in her honor and would wouldn't undergo marriage until doing so. I guess Artemis had turned a nymph into a bear and then turned the bear into the constellation Ursa Major. Hmm. Whales have been a prominent figure for animal cults as they have been a mystery to most cultures for all of human history up until recent due to the fact that they spend most of their lives underwater. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what fish do, right? Yeah. Um, there's a whale cemetery in Japan for whales Ooh. that have been killed to feed people. Oh my god. Yeah, huh. they even, um, there's, like, evidence that they would take out the unborn fetuses 
and like do like a funeral for them basically Ooh. like they do for humans interesting yeah like i was like yeah that's cool. i didn't know that um, other cultures with whale significance are some Alaskan cultures whom have ceremonies for hunted whales, the Inuit creation myths, Iceland, where a man threw a stone that plugged a whale's blowhole, causing oh. the whale to burst. Oh no! That's okay, the whale, or some whale got revenge. Oh good. Yeah. Um, as well as representation in different religious stories as well. Some animals are seen as sacred for various reasons, including cattle, buffalo, horses, dogs, cats, sheep, goats, and elephants. While wild animals such as lions, tigers, moles, birds, snakes, and fish, birds are often seen as messengers between celestial beings and humans because of their ability to fly. Hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the juicy stuff. Oh yes. Um... So, oracular am- animals are animals that people believed had the ability to foresee the future or a prophecy from divination. So, we have Lady Wonder, a horse believed to have psychic abilities. Over 150,000 people came to consult with her. They were given three wishes in exchange for one dollar. It is said that she helped Massachusetts... You didn't write that down, did you? Okay, you just said it. Massachusetts. I said it wrong. I said the things mixed Massachusetts? <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. See, now I can't say it. Massachusetts. That one state. <laughs> now it sounds weird. Massachusetts. It's what a fucking weird state name. Yeah. Massachusetts. Okay, it does Massachusetts. Massachusetts listen to us? I think so. Well, okay, you guys. I thought Saskatchewan was bad. Massachusetts. (laughs) Get wrecked. (laughs) Okay. It is said that she helped Massachusetts police find the body of a missing boy. Uh, She can also predict sports scores and a prominent figure in discovering oil. So how does she predict all this stuff? Ah, good question, Sandy. Okay. So, a magician named... I don't know, because it deleted the first letter of his name. (laughs) I think his name is Milborn. Milborn Christopher debunked her as a well-trained horse, accepting cues from her owner. So... Um, they had, like, stuff set up, so, like, things, like, for yes and no, mm-hmm. and, like, the horse would, like, point with its nose. Oh, okay. So when it, like, hovered over a certain one, the, like, owner was, like, behind the person asking the question, I think, and then they would, like, do something that would make the horse, like, nod above Mm. Whichever one they knew was the correct answer, and if the owner didn't know like the correct the answer to the question, um, I think she just didn't say anything like the horse. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that was debunked. The horse isn't psychic. Lame. I was like really looking forward to a psychic <laughs> horse. So was Tina Belcher for all those who watch Bob's Burgers. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, okay, then there's Maggie the monkey. She lives in Ontario, Canada. Ooh, I've been there. <laughs> uh, she was known, or is known, for predicting the outcome of the Sa- Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, Ian? And then there's also Paul the octopus, Sonny Wool, who's a sheep, and Lazdika the crab, who are also sport-predicting animals. But how do they predict the? How do they predict it? They have different ways. Like, it's just it's all in the human mind, right? They believe that like the animal points at this. Oh, that must mean yes. Or if the I animal guess. does this. Well, like you said, there was a monkey. Yeah. Monkeys have five fingers, right? Yeah, four or five. Four or five. At least they can like put up yeah. like numbers to signify, or no, they can put up fingers to signify numbers. So I kind of get that. Yeah. But a crab. Yeah, a crab. I'm not quite sure. Who knows? Let's get to the most well-known one. Ooh, yay. I don't know how to say this. Don't know. Oh, I was going to see if I can pronounce it. No. Okay. Punxsutawney Phil. Do you know that? No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry to the town of Punxsutawney if I'm saying your name wrong. (laughs) But Punxsutawney Phil... We all know him very well, actually. Oh, we do? You don't know that yet, but I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. So, Groundhog Day. Oh! February 2nd? Yeah. Yeah. The day that we find out how much longer winter is gonna be for. Um. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. I've just gone back to elementary school. Right? Okay. So, a town in Pennsylvania called Punxsutawney takes it a step further than just the regular watching the news in the morning, okay? This is where it all started. They celebrate Groundhog Day, um, I don't know, my, my notes suck always. I always try to improv, but it never fucking works. Anyway. So a town called Punks of, a town called Punxsutawney in Pennsylvania takes it a step further further by celebrating their groundhog fill with a festival. This day has been celebrated since 1887 with the same groundhog. Ooh. 1887. So wait, this is the same groundhog? And made even more popular from the 1993 movie Groundhog Day. Wait, yes, the same this groundhog. This is the same groundhog. From 1887. Phil. Just wait, just wait. You're fucking with me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the one fucking with anyone. <laughs> Someone's fucking with me. <laughs> okay, okay. So a select group called the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club Inner Circle takes care of Phil year-round and plans the annual c- ceremony. Members of the Inner Circle are recognizable by their top hats and tuxedos. So basically, they're a cult. <laughs> I, I love just it. imagine, like, the tall white men. Or, oh, right. The men in black. Like, for aliens? I imagine these guys walking around, but, like, with a groundhog. And a top hat. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the vice president of the inner circle prepares two scrolls in advance of the cere- of the actual ceremony. One proclaiming six more weeks of winter and one proclaiming, proclaiming an early spring. At daybreak on February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil awakens from his burrow on Gobbler's Knob he is then helped to the top of the stump by his handlers and explains to the president of the inner circle in a language known as 
groundhoggies. Oh my god. Whether he has seen his shadow or not. The president of the inner circle, the only person able to understand groundhoggies through his possession of an ancient acacia wood cane, then interprets Phil's message and directs the vice president to read the proper scroll to the anxiously waiting crowd gathered on Gobbler's Knob and the masses of faithful followers tuned into live broadcasts from around the world. Oh my god. There is only one Phil, and all of the others are considered imposters. It is said that he has lived over 100 years by drinking Groundhog Punch, or Elixir of Life, as the actual lifespan of groundhogs in the wild is six years. Same Phil. It's, it's that punch. It's a punch, right? We need some of that punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Groundhog Punch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Groundhog Day celebration is rooted in a Celtic and Germanic tradition that says that if a hibernating animal casts a shadow on February 2nd, the pagan holiday of Imbolc, known among Christians as Candlemas, because Christians have to take over everything, right? <laughs> Sorry, Christians. <laughs> but, like, get real. There's a, like, is it a holiday every day for them? I guess. Life's just this big party. Mm. Put it that way, it's not so bad. Yeah. So, if they see that it's shadow, winter and cold weather will last another six weeks. If there's no shadow, legend says, spring will come early. Phil has been on multiple TV shows, as well as having a lawsuit filed against him for wrongly predicting an early spring. The prosecutor later stated that he would consider a pardon because Phil's handler, um, the president of Punxsutawney Groundhog Club's Inner Circle was taking the blame for the mistake because he failed to correctly interpret Phil's groundhoggies. <laughs> but, like, this is a joke. Like, these people don't actually believe this. <laughs> if you're from this town, email us. Please email us at thewoodspodcast.gmail.com This is so wild. I had no idea. (laughs) Me neither. I just remember Groundhog Day being such, like, a big thing in elementary school, and to be honest, I didn't care then. Yeah, I didn't, like, what, I just... I always forget, like, like, oh, he saw his shadow? What does that mean again? Like, every year, like, I... Yeah. I always forget, and, like... But everybody made such a big deal about it. And now I know why. And it's weird as hell. Guess I know where I'm going on my honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotta go visit Phil. Yes. Actually, he lives in the town's library. So Oh, good. Yeah. I love the library. I went there today. Support your local libraries. So, he has predicted 103 long winters and 18 early springs, which... Wow. Yeah, that just makes me sad. Is there, like, actual statistics on, on how, like, on how accurate he is? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Um... In 1942, I read that, like, his forecast was that the war clouds had blocked out part of the shadow, so I I wasn't sure exactly if that meant it was a long winter or a short winter, but I thought that was interesting because it was 1942 and that was, like, World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, for statistics, I didn't write them down, but it said that the people that, um, like, the inner circle mm-hmm. believes that he's 100% accurate all the time. Eye roll. Um, something else said 80%, and then, like, 
more realistic statistics said he's about 35 to 40%, which basically means it's just by chance. Definitely. Yeah. Like, it's a shadow. It's a it's a groundhog. Yeah, he's just the groundhog. I, I mean, oh, don't come for me. <laughs> like, did you ever watch The Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. Did you ever, do you remember that episode where uh, his, what was it? I think it was a hamster came back to life yeah. and tried to kill him. Yeah. That's like what I'm envisioning. I think about that episode a lot. I love that episode. Because like there was, like his mom was doing that garden competition. And he's like, show us your yams. So she went inside and grabbed like canned yams mm-hmm. and showed it to the judges. But anyway. Do you think like, will they ever kill Phil? Like, how long is this going to go on for? Honestly, this sounds like some Illuminati shit, like the inner circle, right? groundhog like. It's already been, like, 140 years. Not quite. 130. Whatever. Like, how long is this going to go on for? Forever. This is their lives now. Every year, they look forward to Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's like the Whovilles on Christmas. And, like, the people that... Like, planet, the inner circle, like, they they have, like, a code where they can't say, like, it's not real. Like, they fully believe. It's a cult. This is so is wild, I and know. I had no idea any of this existed. I'm terrified. Groundhog Day is coming up. I think I'm going to stay in my house and hide. It's in February? Yeah. What day? The 2nd. The 2nd? I think it's a Friday or a Sunday. Or, sorry, Friday or Saturday. It's a Saturday. Saturday. Let's have a party that day. I'm not leaving my house. We can have it at your house. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I'm scared. I know my Groundhog Day plans. Like, I'm scared of the guys with tall hats and tuxedos are going to come after me. Uh, Do you think they're tall and blonde also? Probably. They're going to ask you for water. (laughs) Probably. They'll give me some Groundhog Punch. You'll live forever. Knock off Kool-Aid. Knock off. Arsenic. (laughs) Arsenic. She might, it, like, it actually tastes really bad. Oh, God. Um. No, thanks. Oh, it reminded me of the town of Pawnee from... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Parks and Rec and, like, Little Sebastian. Seba- I was gonna say Little Sebastian <laughs> and then, like, the funeral. Oh, that was... Yeah. So, I love that episode. Oh, that's, like, my favorite. That is a perfect example of Zulatry. I, I love that show so much. Let's rewatch it. Because didn't they let, like, little Sebastian, like, make decisions and stuff in the town? I think so. Yeah. That's so funny. Everyone um, loves little Sebastian. And they're like, yeah, he died. And they're like, Ron Swanson, have some respect. <laughs> or what's his name? Like, um, uh, husband. Um, Leslie's. I forget his name. Ben? Ben. That's his character's name? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. He, um... Never got it. Yeah. He was like, what? Or What's like, a big deal? Was it Chris? Is that? Yeah. The, yeah. How like he had tendonitis and he's like, I'm dying. And like he accepted his mortality at a uh, little Sebastian's funeral. And he was just a mess. <laughs> I loved Chris so much. I know. And then Adam's like, are you okay? And he's just sobbing like, I'm gonna, I'm dying. I have tendonitis. That lasts for like two weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, he was an interesting character. I could talk about Parks and Rec all day. Because it's so good. It is. It's just so good. Watch Parks yeah, and Rec. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Please. Is that it? 
that's all I got. It's a ground dog. I mean, that was good. Phil, the only Phil. All others are imposters. So, like, what do they mean by that? Like, well, I think, like, I'm pretty sure, like, we have a groundhog here. Oh, and he's an imposter? Yeah, look it up. Like, a, like, there's, like, a groundhog in Ohio and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. Wait. Yeah. Well, he's an imposter. Yeah, we have, um. Okay. This says that we have one called Woody the Woodchuck. Okay, yeah. He is Saskatchewan's unofficial weather predicting woodchuck. Does he predict every weather, or is it just a Groundhog Day thing? He's from Wheeland Day. Northeast of Saskatoon. Um. I know, like, once a year. Mm. Was that your question? Yeah. Okay. Are people just asking him for the weather every day? Okay. It says Woody stood in front of the window and didn't see his shadow. Damn. Poor Woody. Woody the woodchuck. He's cute. Oh, look at him. Oh, I'm like, that is a cat. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see him laying there. That's cool. So, um, sorry, Woody, you're an imposter. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and your lies. You ain't the real Phil. Ugh, well, that was a ride. I feel like I just, I learned so much from you. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I learned more than I wanted to learn. Groundhog Day is ruined for me. I'm scared I of mean, it. were you always, like, were you into Groundhog Day before? No, but I just thought it was some sort of lighthearted, weird-ass holiday. I mean, it is. Like, most of well, our holidays. I mean, I guess it's a weird-ass holiday. Maybe not so lighthearted anymore. Actually, you know what? Now that I think of it, I don't think any of our holidays are really that lighthearted. No. Especially if you remember our Christmas episode. Yeah. Uh, not so jolly. Christmas. I mean, Halloween's... It wasn't really bad. No. That's ironic. Yeah. Halloween was probably the most lighthearted holiday we have. Yeah. I don't know I don't know much about Valentine's Day. Um oh, yeah, it's pretty up. sure St. Patrick's Day is and I feel like it's not. I always forget all these I kinda now I feel like I just need to know when every holiday is because I have to incorporate that somehow into the podcast. Yes. Well, next is Valentine's Day. I'm sure we can find something for that. Alright. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. No. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if you liked that, those stories and maybe our other episodes, check us out on Instagram at the woods podcast and find us on Twitter at woods podcast and email us at the woods podcast at gmail.com. We have a blog, the woods podcast.home.blog, but we never post there. So don't go there, please. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I try to. Yeah. I, I, I just kind of forget about it. Yeah. We should maybe. And Stop forgetting about it. Okay, Someday. anyways. <laughs> um, we like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. I think that's everything. Yep. We'll see you next time. Bye!